And Jabez was, war was more honorable than his brother. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it might not grieve me, and God granted him that which he requested. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you tonight, God. That you come in like a mighty rushing wind, God. I thank you for the Spirit of God to lead us and guide us, God. I thank you for the Spirit of God to strengthen us tonight, God. We thank you right now, God, as we visit the womb of prayer again, God. In the name of Jesus, God. We bless your name, God, for the grace of God that's on this house, God. We thank you for the open womb, God, that's ready to receive what the Spirit of the Lord is saying unto the church. God, we thank you and we bless you right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. God, I bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As I stated earlier, we, um, while we're in Darlington right now, we're dealing with the heart and womb of prayer right now, which is moving folks' lives, moving their families, and moving them into directions that they never touched before. Amen? And so tonight, I want to come and invite you into that same river. Hallelujah. That same river that all of us may drink from as a fellowship. God, we bless you. This is going to talk for a few minutes. Purposely not to worry your patience long, but I know the Spirit of the Lord is going to say what he needs to say. Amen? Listen, the vehicle that we need to finish out this month, the month of September, and for the rest of our lives, that vehicle is called prayer. Hallelujah. That vehicle is called prayer. It is the only vehicle that can transport heaven into earth. You can't get heaven here by a plane. You can't get heaven here by a, uh, a jet. And you can't get heaven here by a helicopter. The only way you get heaven here is by the vehicle that's called prayer. Amen? Although they all, those things that I named, they are all air traffic. But they can never bring in the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Only the vehicle of prayer can bring in the Spirit of God. The only way that heaven can be transported on earth is a vehicle called prayer that moves in the earth. It navigates through every problem. It navigates through every circumstance. And prayer navigates through every issue. There is no problem here on the face of earth that prayer can't reach. There's nothing that you're going through that prayer can't take care of. Hallelujah. In other words, it can be used, listen at this, prayer can be used as an ATV. I'm going somewhere. Prayer can be used as an all-terrain vehicle. What am I saying? Because just like an ATV goes into, into multiple places like swamps, rivers, uh, deserts and valleys and, and mountains and hills, just like your ATV can go in that, prayer can go in places that most vehicles can't get into. Prayer can enter into your heart just like that and pull you out. Prayer can enter into the club like that and pull you out. Prayer can enter into your homes like that and bring it back together. Prayer can enter into places that most vehicles or most people can't reach. Hallelujah. It moves, my God. It moves into places that that, 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 that um, just like ATVs move into um, 
those mountains, hills, and desert places. Our prayer moves into lives just like that. Now, listen at this. Now, I'm, I'm not comparing prayer to an ATV. Let me make that clear first of all. I'm not comparing prayer to an ATV, but what I am saying is like unto an ATV. It's like unto. Just like there's a parable, it's like unto. It's not the same thing, but it's like unto. Because the place you can't get to or the people you can't get to see, our prayer life or our prayer ATV gets into those places. It can get into people's lives. It can get into homes. It can get into a jailhouse and prison. Prayer can always reach into places that we ourselves can't physically be in. Glory be to God. Our prayer life, listen. Our prayer life should be an all-terrain lifestyle. What am I saying? Because it doesn't matter where you have to travel in the spirit, you are equipped and you have the you are equipped for the journey. You are equipped to be there, you are equipped to go there because of your prayer life. Our prayer can reach in the areas that we're not currently in yet, and that works both ways. Into the places that we're not currently in yet. Listen. You may not currently be at the place you want to be in the spirit, but our prayer life can reach that place where we're trying to grow into. Amen. You may not physically be in GRRC Darlington, but your prayers can reach GRRC Darlington while you're in GRRC Florence. You may not physically be at Risen Assembly in Hartsville, but your prayer life while you're in GRRC Florence can reach Hartsville while when you're not physically there, your prayers can reach that same place. Glory be to God. Our prayer life should be able to navigate in places that we can't physically be in. Just go with me for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. God, we bless you. Prayer always has the ability to reach where we can't go. John 14 puts it like this. Prayer made in the flesh. John 14 said, I go and prepare a place for you. That's prayer made in the flesh. It will go and lead us. Prayer will go and guide us. Prayer will go before us. It will always prepare for us a place in the spirit realm. Glory. It always make provision for us. I will go and prepare for you that place. Hallelujah. Prayer always is willing to go where we can't physically go ourselves or not prepared to go yet. Hallelujah. It is not a found, it is not a found, founded on a good foundation or a sure foundation when you're not sure yourself in prayer. Hallelujah. Your prayer is not founded on a good foundation when you're not sure of what you're doing when you're praying. Hallelujah. You're not sure who you're impacting. You're not sure what you, who you're praying for. You're not sure that you have the weight to move things into heaven. That is not a sure foundation. God is calling us back tonight to the heart of prayer to make sure that we have a sure foundation that can move things in the spirit. Glory be to God. It always moves stuff because we trust the work of God. Matthew 7 and 24 says it like this. Therefore, everyone who hears the words of mine and act on them will be like a sensible man. This is the Homer Christian um, um, version. It's like a, home, it's like a uh, sensible man who built his house on a rock. Hmm. He said prayer is like a sensible man who built his house upon 
a rock. Listen, prayer has to be built on a solid foundation. Prayer has to be built so so tight and so right till it will not hinder our worship. Why? Because it's found on a rock. Our prayer will be on a solid foundation that will not hinder our serving because it's founded on a rock. Our prayer life will not hinder our evangelism because it's founded upon the rock. Our prayer life will, my God, it is always centered around those things that we need for ministry. Everything that we do in ministry is centered around prayer. <laughs> what am I saying? Why? Because it's built on a sure foundation of God. It is built and remain on the rock of God. Ministry has to be built on or around those that holds a posture of prayer or a mindset of prayer. Hallelujah. It has to be built on, a, on those that have a posture of prayer or a mindset of prayer. Let me help you understand what I'm saying. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20 says it like this in the Holman Christian Standard Bible. Being built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. Ministry has to be built among the chief cornerstone among those that he set before you among the prophets among the apostles listen to this a sure foundation in ministry is those that knows how to build around the chief cornerstone you can't do nothing for God you can't grow a ministry and you can't serve in ministry unless your prayer life is built around the chief cornerstone that's what he's calling all of us to he's calling uh, uh, the fellowship back to building our prayer life around the chief cornerstone apostles are equipped for equipping around the chief cornerstone. Prophets are able to speak prophetically around the chief cornerstone. In other words, the apostle build and equip and plant from the chief of cornerstone, which is prayer. The chief of cornerstone in our life that we need to build around is prayer. That is the chief cornerstone that we build around. We don't build around nothing else. Amen? You can try to build it, but it will not work. Because we got to build our life around that. Our life should be founded upon the rock at all times. Prayer is a solid foundation that's built from the rock, which is the chief cornerstone. Matthew 16 and 18 says it like this. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 16 and 18, we know the scripture. It said, And I say unto thee, thou that art Peter, it, uh, uh, it says, thou art Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What is God saying? Having a solid and consistent prayer life that is founded upon the rock speaks of victory on every dimension. My God, he said nothing will prevail against it. It speaks of victory on every dimension of your life. If you're praying the way that you're supposed to be praying, if you're consistently in prayer, it speaks of my God, victory on every side of your life. My God, your family get victory. Your, your children get victory. Your, 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 your finances have the victory. Everything about you has the victory. When we have a sure foundation in God, it is built upon the rock. He said that nothing prevail against it. To prevail, listen at this. To prevail is to say, I got victory over you. To prevail is to say, I won over you. To prevail is to say, I defeated you. To prevail is to say, I beat you. To prevail is to say, I have triumph over you. When your prayer life is not founded on a sure foundation or founded upon the rock, hell gets victory over you. 
My God, hell gets victory over your home. Hell gets victory over your marriage. Hell gets victory over you because it is prevailing against you because you have no weight in the spirit to push back darkness. That's why hell gains ground over us. So much in the daytime, so much in the nighttime. We wakes up, we go, my God, we go to sleep tired, we wake up tired. We're not in a position where we can really pray to God like that. And that's why the enemy is gaining ground on us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen at this. When there's a measure of inconsistency in our prayer life, there is always a measure of darkness that defeats us in our life because of our foundation is faulty. Imagine trying to build something on a faulty foundation. Glory be to God. A faulty foundation, an unsurable foundation. Something that's faulty is badly unreliable and imperfection. It is... It is unreliable, it has imperfections, and it is badly built because you don't have it on a sure foundation. It's a faulty foundation. And we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. We're talking about a, a, a good foundation and a, and a faulty foundation. Amen? That's what we're building our prayer life on. Hallelujah. Listen. Thank you, Jesus. It says um, a, faulty, a faulty foundation or a faulty prayer life works like bad breaks. Anybody ever had a car with bad brakes on it? It works just like bad brakes. Sometimes it quit, it stops, sometimes it don't. Sometimes you make it, sometimes you don't. Our prayer life, when it's on a faulty foundation, it works the same way like the brakes works on a car. Sometimes it push back darkness, sometimes it don't. Sometimes it work in your life, sometimes it don't. Because you ain't too sure every time you enter prayer. You're not sure that you make an impact in the earth. Let me tell you something. Your prayer life counts if you do it. If you just do it, it works. Glory be to God. It works if we just do it. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. It's a, it works just like brakes, bad brakes on a vehicle. If, if, if there's a default or anything that's going on, something that's faulty is something that has a malfunction. It has a malfunction. It's not working properly. Glory be to God. Nobody shouldn't always have to tell you or ask you as you come into prayer. When you're a saint of God, glory be to God. Listen. Thank you, Jesus. Why watch those going into prayer? Why watch those entering into prayer? Why watch those that pushing darkness back off of their life? Why watch those that, 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 are, that are walking heavy in the spirit in God? Why watch those that have their, their life devoted to prayer? Why would you watch those, man? Why would you keep coming to church in and out watching those that's entering prayer like they're supposed to be? The Bible talks about a man of God that sit at the gate called beautiful. My God. He sit at this gate and he watched those that are entering into the house. The Bible talks about uh, uh, Peter and John was entering to the house. Listen at this. They was entering in in Acts chapter 3. As they enter into the gates, I mean enter into the, into the synagogues to pray at the ninth hour, which was about 3 o'clock. As they begin to enter into prayer, there's a man laying at the gate watching them enter into the gates. He was looking at them as they was going to prayer. I know you're going to pray, but man, that ain't my ministry. I know you're going to prayer, but I ain't got time for that, man. I know you're going to prayer, but my children need this, my son need that, my husband need this. I don't have time for prayer right now. He was watching them as they was entering into prayer. Glory be to God. Watching those. 
Prayer was at 5 o'clock. You wake up after 5 every day watching those enter into prayer. God has called not just the house, the whole fellowship back to prayer. He's calling every Christian back to prayer. He's calling every one of us that call ourselves a son or daughter of God back to prayer. Why? Because prayer is the only vehicle that moves us into destiny. It's the only thing that moves us. This ministry, I, I said it in Darlington and I said it in Florence, prayer should be the most fruitful ministry of the house. <laughs> prayer, oh my God. prayer should be the most fruitful ministry of everything that we do in the house. If I'm coming here to vacuum, prayer should be the most fruitful ministry. If I'm coming here to clean, I should pray for 30 minutes. If I'm coming here to play these instruments, I should pray for 30 minutes. Why? Because I'm trying to adapt and cultivate a prayer life. Oh my God, my spirit is a prayer life. When I ain't praying, my spirit's still praying. When I'm not opening my mouth, my spirit's still praying. Because I'm adopting something that's shifting and moving in the atmosphere that's pushing back darkness and then we shall see and witness the Isaiah 60 hour when he said arise and shine yes Lord for thy light has come light don't come until darkness get pushed back who is willing to cry out to God who is willing to cry out for the ministry who is willing to cry out for the leaders who is willing my God he said my God if my people yes Lord who are called by my name shall open themselves my God that is half of the battle that is half of the problem. Say, humble himself. We got to be humble for prayer. Glory be to God. Don't bring us down. Oh, I'm a Christian. I don't do all of that. Glory be to God. Oh, I'm, I'm too anointed. God have already dealt with me 12 years ago. Oh, oh, he did. And that's why darkness is all over your family, all over your children, and everything that you do. And you're running back and forth to the church trying to figure a way out. If my people, we got to humble ourselves. Glory be to God. He's calling us to humble ourselves back now. Glory be to God. This man... Watch as they enter prayer. You can preach that from several different angles. He watched as they enter into prayer. He laid at the gate where he had access to everything that the prayer warrior had access to. He had access to everything that the intercessor had access to. He had that same access. He could have got in the same way. But he chose the lady in bed. Glory be to God. He chose. The Bible speaks to him as a lame man. A lame man is somebody legs in a position where they can't walk. What am I saying? When you're not praying effectively, it always reduces those lame in the spirit that can never walk in the spirit, can never talk about the things of God, can never speak on the things of God because you're too lame in the spirit to pray and seek in faith. Humble yourself. Under the mighty hand of God. He's calling us back to a level, a lifestyle of humility. Glory be to God. A lifestyle of humility. Thank you, Jesus. He said, uh, same scripture. Acts chapter 3, same scripture. He said, uh, thank you, Jesus. God, I bless you. I'll read it. Thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter 3. Um... He said, um, thank you, Jesus. In Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through um, 6, he said, uh, 
Now Peter and John went together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried when uh, carry whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask in alms of them that enter into the temple. See, I got a problem with that already. Thank you, Jesus. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked in um, alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. Glory be to God. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something from them. God. And then Peter said, silver and gold. Yes, Lord, I have none. But such thing I, ha I have, I give, I, I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. See, sometimes, listen, you need folks in your life. That will not give you a handout, but will give you a prayer request. You need, my God, you need some of those people in your life that's willing to say, man, get up out your situation. Come up out of that today. Come up out of that tonight. Why you worrying about that? Why you thinking on that? Why you dwelling on that? I need you to pray. Rise up and walk. Tonight you get your steps back. My God, the Bible said the steps of a good man. Yes, so it's ordered by the Lord. But how can I order your steps when you refuse? To stay in the condition that you're in. God wants to order our steps tonight. He's taking us somewhere, man. The problem was, Israel, problem was, they stayed out there so long because they didn't want to move in the they was too they was too afraid of the of the unfamiliar. So instead of walking into the unfamiliar, they just stay where they at and begin to complain about the environment. No, you have the right to walk out of that. You have the right to get up out of that. You have the right to lead that. If you stop complaining about where you are and begin to speak life, my God, I'm more than a conqueror. I don't even want to be in this. I don't want to live like this. My my God, I'm living too low. I'm not living in the my God, the place that God is calling me to live. I'm nowhere near. So God tonight, yes Lord, lead me and guide me. Lead me to the rock, yes Lord. Lead me to a place, God. Lead me where I can go and live for the rest of my life. I can no longer live like this. Get up tonight. Stop living in a low budget lifestyle. God is calling you to upgrade tonight. He's calling us, yes Lord, back to a place to live holy for the rest of our lives. Hallelujah. We're living too low when we're not praying with the foundation of prayer that God has given us. This man was laying at this gate and had no right. Man, only thing you got to do is get up and walk in. Get up and walk. He said, man, I, I'm not giving you what you think you... No, 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 no. Get up and walk. Glory be to God. You can walk in the spirit. You do know that, right? You can walk in the spirit every day of your life. You don't never have to settle for a day of lameness. A day that you are unable to walk, unable to talk, unable to speak. You never have to settle for that place. That's a chosen place. Hallelujah. Some people just chose to be in that condition. The Bible talks about in John chapter 5. <laughs> There's a lame man sitting around the pool of Bethesda. He sat at this place. The water was already troubled, but he chose to sit at the pool. 
You know what his answer was to Jesus? You know what he told me? He said, I have no man that'll put me in, my God. I have no man that'll come and put me in the water. I have no man that'll get me out this condition. I have no man that can lead me and guide me. I have nobody that'll put me in the water. I have nobody. Yes, Lord. He said, I need, a, some, I need somebody to come and rescue me from this condition. But the problem I got with that, you have the ability to change your circumstance. I say that again. You have the right, yes, Lord, to change the condition, change the way that you're living, and change the way that you're thinking. You can do that through the power of prayer. You can do that through seeking the face of the Lord. You can do that, yes, Lord, because I have no man. Matter of fact, you don't need no man. The Bible, my God, God said, I am he. I am the one, my God. He said, just go tell him, yes, Lord, I am that I am. That's who put me in. I'm the one, yes, Lord. He said, my God, I'm Alpha and Omega. I'm the beginning. Yes, Lord, I'm the ending. I'm the first and the last. You need no other man. You don't need nobody to lead you into prayer. You don't need nobody to stand over your back and tell you it's time to pray. You don't need nobody to say, we haven't prayed at 5 o'clock. You already know what time it is. We haven't prayed at 9 o'clock. You already know what time it is. Glory be to God. Prayer will be the most fruitful ministry of this fellowship. I'm telling you, God is leading us there. September is the month that we'll never remember. I mean, we, we will always remember. We will always remember September because it's setting us up for the rest of our life. See, it's just not what God is going to do in September or already did in September. It's about what God is going to do in the beginning of September for the rest of our life. God is ready to do something greater. He's ready to let you see greater. He's ready for your, my God, for everything around you to move, everything with you to move, and those that are connected to you to move at the same time. Glory be to God. It's going to be done through the lens of prayer. Nothing else. Nothing else will move this house. Nothing else will move this fellowship. Hallelujah. We can try every marketing scheme, plan, divide, whatever it takes. It would not work until we start praying. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I pray that this, this is hitting home, hitting your hearts tonight. Glory be to God. Listen. Thank you, Jesus. He is at a, a place. Listen. He's at a place that he wants to, um, the man was at a place that he, he wanted to be, but he can never get in the presence of God because of his condition. There was two different accounts where both men were laying and were still waiting for a man to put him in. This should never be in the spirit. Nobody should ever wait for a man to come and put you in the water, come and put you in the river, come and get you to the place where you can drink again, come to get you to a place of refreshing again, come and get nobody. No, 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 no. If you want God, you get in yourself. That's the only way he's coming. That is the only way he's coming. Right, will you turn, turn that back to us? Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, God, I bless you. We can only access his presence. I got a few more places we need to go. Thank you, Jesus. We can only access his presence because we're not afraid to walk in this spirit. Anytime that we're willing to walk in the spirit, we can always access the presence of God. At, at a drop of a dime, we can access his presence. Hallelujah. 
Isn't this a beautiful feeling just to access the presence of God when you wake up in the morning, when you step out your car, when you step out the shower, when you're preparing for work, when you get back home from work and before you go to bed? Isn't it a beautiful thing to get up and do the same thing over again tomorrow? Who wouldn't bless a God like that that can move in your life, that can move in your children, that can move in your home? Who wouldn't bless a God like that? Who wouldn't bless a God that can lead you to steal waters? Who wouldn't bless a God like that that can move all over your life anytime he wants to? That that can lead you into a place that you never experienced before. I can honestly say I believe everybody sitting in these seats tonight is already walking in a place they haven't seen before. But I can promise you that ain't the only place. God, my God, you can see it today. It's going tomorrow because he's leading you into another place. Why? Because that's what happened when the 24 elders sat around the throne of God and they look every day and say, holy, yes, sir. Now that's going tomorrow. The next day, holy, yes, sir. That's going that day. Now the next day, holy. What I'm saying, every time you bless God or stay in his presence, it will always be a holy environment. He'll make you your lifestyle a holy life for the rest of your life he will make it holy for you thank you Jesus it will always be a holy environment but if you don't listen to this thank you Jesus not walking in the spirit will always make us lame on our feet We'll wind, up come, we'll, like, we'll wind up being inconsistent. We'll wind up being incomparable men that always remain as infants in the spirit and never grow up in God. We'll never get to the size or the weight in the spirit that God designs to bring us into. We'll never see that. We'll never push back darkness. We'll never get to the place where we can see the light ourselves. We will never be the light of this world if we don't, be in a, if we don't access this place where we can push back darkness. No more being lame on your feet when it comes to prayer. That's a lame, that's a, that's a lameness problem. Prayer helps us walk in the spirit. It helps us develop a character to walk in the spirit. Hallelujah. It helps us develop, my God, we develop growth when we walk in the spirit. How do I help you know? Because the foundation of scripture helps us understand what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Hallelujah. I'm going to go back and look at the scripture and we're going home. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The position of prayer, the posture of prayer. God, I love you. If you go back and look at 1 Chronicles um, chapter 4, thank you, Jesus. He says, um, I'll read verse 10 real quick. He said, and Jabez called on, called on the God of, of Israel saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast. And that thy hand, hand might be with me, and thou that wouldest keep me from evil, that it may grieve me. And God granted him his request. Listen, God granted him what he needed. God gave him what he needed. This man had found his place, his foundation in prayer. Once he found his foundation in prayer, because first and foremost, he was built through, through he, he was birthed through sorrow. That's what his name meant. He had birthed through a place where he, it, 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 was, it, it didn't look good for him. Amen? He had birthed in a place where, 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 where he wasn't accessing prayer like that. 
But once he got on a sure foundation in God, and once he got to the place in God, now you can start asking God to do things to enlarge you. You can start asking God to grow you up in the spirit. You can start asking God to grow you your surroundings. You can start asking God to do these things. He asked God to enlarge his territory, but your territory will never get bigger if you don't grow up in the spirit. Your territory will never get bigger if you don't pray like you're supposed to. Your territory will be the same way it was last year because you're not praying like you're supposed to this year. Glory be to God. He said, enlarge my territory. In other words, I, oh my God, allow my prayer to make me bigger. Glory. Allow my prayer to make those things around me bigger. Allow the prayer that I'm seeking, my God. Allow everything around me and connected to me to get bigger. I need my prayer life bigger. I need my, my, my ministry bigger. I need everything that's connected to me to grow up. Glory be to God. Everything around me must get bigger in the spirit. Because I demand that through the power of prayer. Through the position of prayer. Through my foundation in prayer. Amen? My prayer life must grow up. That's what God calling us back to tonight. Our prayer life must grow up. If you want to see God move in this ministry and move in this fellowship, move in your home and over your children's life, our prayer life must grow up. My God, our prayer life must get mature. Our prayer life must grow to the place. In other words, it must grow up to an adult. So we can start asking for adult-sized things in the spirit. We can start asking God, yes, Lord, to move in this building and give us the whole block. We can ask God to move, my God, in this city and give us the whole strip. We can ask God, yes, Lord, because our prayer life, yes, God. We don't believe that when our prayer life is so low. But no, tonight, baby, you can grow it up tonight. Tonight, you can grow up tonight. Tonight, yes. So you can ask for those things in the spirit because God allowing you to enlarge, my God, your territory. Your territory is everywhere the sole of your feet shall tread. Enlarge my territory. Everything around me has gotten bigger. Glory be to God. My God, everything around me has gotten bigger. Y'all don't believe that, do you? Everything around me is bigger. My bank account is bigger. My size is bigger. My spiritual life is bigger. My growth is bigger. My home is bigger. My children is bigger. Everything around me is growing up in the spirit. God is calling us to ask everything around us. My God, I'm commanding you to grow up. I'm speaking to you that you grow up. I call you forth tonight. I call you forth on tomorrow. I call you forth the rest of this month. I called you for. Why? Because there's an in-gathering that we're preparing for. There's something that's on, that's on the way. God enlarge our territory. Something is on the way. We're not asking to get big for no other reason other than the things of God. My God, people are coming to flood this place out. I know we did something in here that I wish we wouldn't have did. <laughs> Put that wall up because they got to come back down. By the time God get finished in here, Glory be to God. I, I believe it, man, because they're on the way. See, prayer will tell you those things. Prayer will let you know that everything around you has been enlarged. Prayer will let you know that every seat is now full. Prayer will let you know that everything that we're plan planning on doing, we're going to have to hold it on both sides. We've seen it before. My God, we did it before. And we understand what the power of prayer can do. Enlarge our territory. That's what God called us back to the prayer there for to enlarge our territory. And it starts in the spirit realm first. Hallelujah. Come on, can we bless God in this atmosphere? Can we stand to our feet and give God some glory? 
for enlarging. Come on, can we stand to our feet and give God some glory tonight for enlarging us, for equipping us, God. In the name of Jesus, God. Back to the heart of prayer we go, God. Back to my God. Our position is prayer for the rest of our lives, God. In the name of Jesus, God. We thank you tonight, God, for your glory. We thank you that you move tonight, God. We thank you that you shift tonight, God. We thank you that you break through ground tonight, God. In the name of Jesus, God. That new ground was discovered tonight, God. In the name of Jesus, God. Now that we know, yes, Lord. Now that we know how to pray, God. Now that we know what they act for, God. Enlarge our territory, God. Enlarge our life, God. Upsize our memory, yes, Lord. Upsize the plans of the righteous, God. Upsize tonight, God. Enlarge Jesus. Enlarge Jesus. Enlarge tonight, Jesus. God, I thank you. And God, we bless you. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's worship God right here. Let's worship God in this environment.